am Nick Labarro, movie critic for Novastream Network. And I'm Georgia Molt, founder of With G Digital and lover of literature. Welcome to The Book Was Better. This is a monthly podcast that Georgia and I have begun. We're starting where we watch a film, we read the book the film is based on, and we discuss the age-old debate, what was better, the book or the film. So this is pretty exciting. This is a fun little idea that we've been throwing around for a little while. And I, you know... Georgia is a lover of books, as she said. You're an avid reader. Avid reader. A literature lover, yep. so to say. Mm-hmm. And I watch far too many films. <laughs> a lot, way too many a lot movies. Of films, yeah. And I guess it's one of those things, right, where everyone always has this discussion. You, If you ever have this talk with someone, they go, I love the book more. I love the movie more. This was better. This was better. But maybe that's how we'll feel about some of the books and movies we cover. Or maybe we'll find the middle ground and be like, it doesn't matter as long as you love fiction in any facet it comes in. So, as long as it's good storytelling. Right. Either way, I think exactly. there's, yeah, there's room to move. So we'll see. We'll see <laughs> at the end. We'll definitely see it. What yeah. the answer is. <laughs> it's going to end up end up in a verbal biff-ups yeah, about, <laughs> about books and movies and, and uh, what is the superior art yeah. form, which is film, <laughs> of course. Um, no, of course not. Um, but we, no, we're super excited to do this, obviously. If you're listening to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all your podcasting platforms, thank you. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you and welcome. We're really excited to launch this show. But as a general getting to know us as the audience, talk to me about your relationship with books. So you are an avid reader, but when did books and, and sort of come into your life and what, where did the, what was the first book that sparked your love? Of the format. Yes, I remember the first chapter book I ever read. It was called The Book of the Brownies by Eden Blyton. It's okay. actually not one of her most famous ones. I was like, I, I know did... Enid Blyton, but I've never heard of that book, yeah, actually, to be fair. And I just loved it. It was it's just such a great, like such imagination. I was such an imaginative kid. Like my yeah. mum always read, I knew every fairy tale. Like she read right. to me every mm. night. I loved storytelling. I used to write my own little stories like ever That's since awesome. I was a kid. And then I got my first job in a bookshop when I was 14. Yes. And so from there I just read and read. And I'm not one of those people that only reads a specific type of thing. So yeah. if if you were planning to ask me what my favourite book is, I don't actually have an answer. So I get that. No, I get yeah, that. Yeah, it's like in every genre I – There is one. There's, there's, there's ones that I'm like a fan of. But really I just love storytelling and I think yeah. if any story, no matter if it's light or heavy or it's fantasy or it's just one of those just day in the life, day in like, life. Uh, yeah, going yeah, totally. through someone's like as long as it's good storytelling, yeah. it has value to me. So I, I wouldn't call myself an elitist reader. No, I get Like that. I read everything. Everything. You watch everything. <laughs> and, you consume yeah. like audibly everything. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean I feel like that's why we're perfect for this sort of show because I'm the same. Like I'm not a, I'm a, I read, I know how to read. That's, that's probably a good, that's, that's a pretty, great that you're literate. It a good really prerequisite for this show. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm the same. I love stories. I love getting lost in worlds. I get love getting lost with characters and obviously, but my primary format of that is film, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. and I love watching movies and, and seeing how they're made and created and whatnot. But there have been times where like I've read books and I've been like, holy moly, this is, true world building in its finest form. And I think one of the first books I really got that feeling was, and I, I can't remember the author and I should, I should have this prepared, but the wave. Oh yeah. Like the short book, right? So I love that book and I still think there needs to be like a fantastic feature film adaptation of that. Mm. And Hey, who knows? Maybe one day when I feel like writing a script, I'll do that. But that was one of those things where I was like, Oh, the way this book is written, the way it handles its subject matter is incredibly it's a tough, it's a tough uh, subject matter because it's basically like 
talking about Nazism, but in the modern day, right? So I was really locked into the story aspects and the character of that. But that was the first time I read it. And I probably read it when I was like 16. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, this is fantastic. Mm. And then the second time was Gone Girl. Mm. And I'd read the book after the movie and it was the first time, and it may come up in a future episode, where I went, maybe maybe the book is better, like in some cases. So that was kind of like my intro into I feel like the biggest thing is time because, oh God, yeah. you know, with movies and even shows, uh, sometimes there's just there's certain restraints mm. that you don't have in books. And also God, yeah. there's um, just having an inner monologue of someone gives you such an yeah. intimate relationship with them. But then also with film, it's sometimes the way that if it's got a good director and cinematographer, it can build the world yeah, in a way totally. you hadn't thought of in your mind so it's like yeah yeah. i can definitely see how it enhances they both have their own uh yeah like positives and i guess negatives do you find out and i guess it might be a a thing that comes up with harry potter today but like is do you find that once you've read a book and you've then watched the movie or maybe even vice versa you start visualizing things differently also okay actually the Mm. other way around if you watch the movie and then read the book do you visualize the movie as you're reading the book or Mm. are you sort of creating your own world like in the visual mindscape? I think if it's a strong movie, it definitely leaves an impression. Yeah. But I would say that because I actually did watch the first Harry Potter film before I read the book because ah. I was only six when it came out. True, yeah, film. yeah. So I wasn't really – I was just getting to yeah. that level that yeah, I could read no, it. Totally. Um, and, and I still, with that book, still visualised things the way it was – written actually but I, yeah, but, yeah yeah but i know what you mean like if it's a strong movie it totally sticks. if it has a really distinct visual style and yeah. aesthetic it, it sticks with me and that's and kind of when i was reading gone girl i was seeing fincher's movie because obviously yeah. like fincher was the perfect director to, to tackle that film mm. but i was seeing that real crisp sort of dark gritty visualization of mm. all the words and like especially in the scenes where it's like or in the chapters where it's amy writing in her diary it's like oh my god i'm seeing the little nuances and camera shots and stuff. So it's interesting. And I think that's why this will be an interesting show because the whole format and what we're doing is, yep, we're watching the movie and reading the book that it's based on. But the little caveat that we've done with it is that I will watch the movie, then read the book, and then you will read the book, watch the movie, right? And just to see if there's, you know, we can throw in some little spanners in the works for argument's sake yeah. uh, to make things. Oh, I think in- we're going to have a few debates here today to think, on to, the mic. <laughs> to make things interesting. So um, I'm excited for this show. I'm excited for this project. Um, it's a great way to force me to read more as well. Uh, but also read things I normally wouldn't pick up because, mm. as we said, Harry Potter came out in 1997. Yeah. The book was released and then the film Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released in 2001. So we were young, like two when the book came out, six mm. when the movie came out. What's your relationship with Harry Potter? So you obviously saw the movie first, but how did Harry Potter come into your life and what effect has it had on you? Uh, like, as I've already addressed, super, a kid with an extreme amount of imagination. Yeah, Too yeah, yeah. much. Totally. Some so a say. magical fantasy world Magi- probably. I lived in my own magical <laughs> fantasy world. So a book about a kid who gets a letter to be a wizard and goes to a magical school, it yeah. was like it was written for me. It's like, a, I just. It's, I was, it's Georgia Mold exclusive, basically. I, I still remember going to see the second movie with a friend when it came out in cinema with my parents because yeah. we were still seven or eight. Or yeah, totally. We young. Parents and and the the, when the basilisk comes out, it's like this huge. Oh snake and oh, my yeah, yeah. friend was screaming and terrified and I'm like go Harry like I just had no doubt in my mind that he was gonna take that moment out ready. like he, he was, was gonna go. get him like I just loved him loved yeah. the world 
it just the, the whole wizarding the whole, world, yeah, the whole yeah. Wizarding world then just devoured the books, and every every time the film came out, I was often at the midnight screening if oh, that's God. something yep. that was doing. Oh no, like, man, I yeah. miss those. And then um, my parents, when I finished high school, we went on a family trip, and I got to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in oh, Florida, which was just mate. if if anyone's a fan of Harry Potter, I couldn't suggest it to go and actually. More. Yeah, so there's actually a scene. Uh, you go into Ollivander's wand shop. And oh, yeah, yeah. he selects someone from the crowd. And even though there were children, he yeah. selected me because of the look on my you just face. Knew, you knew, he knew. And, <laughs> yeah, and you get to reenact the scene where Harry selects oh, his he, wand and you you wave a wand that's wrong for you and a vase smashes. So you're a, it's, you're was, a witch I was now. a witch. You're a witch. Oh, my God. And that is just a awesome. dream fulfillment Sorry. right there. That is yeah. like the ultimate for anyone in your position. That is like the pinnacle. It doesn't I, get better. I cried several times. I don't, mate. I don't blame you I at all. I loved it. So, I yeah, big, blame you. big fan. I had a, a poster from the sixth movie on the back of my door where Harry's kind of holding his wand and I'd <laughs> yeah. close my door in bed and he'd there be he there. Harry. Like I'm. Pointing at you. You're the chosen one. I'm, yeah. So, uh, so yes, you could say I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> in the in full the, circle way. Yeah, so let's just say I'm a fan. You might like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you catch up to the books uh, at any point when she started reading them? You As they were getting released, you ended up catching up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I actually finished the fourth one right before the fourth movie came out. And okay. then from then I you was, were. like, waiting for the books. books to come and out. the movies were, like, years down the track. Yeah, so totally. I definitely catched up. Did you – you got obviously caught up then in the fanfare of when the Deathly Hallows was released mm. were you one of those people who skipped all the way to the end to see how it finished or did no i didn't that doesn't shock me because i feel like you are the person who's like i want this story to play out yeah in front of me yeah and so i like i knew because she'd actually gone on an interview i remember and said that harry did die oh shit yeah and okay, she wow. confirmed it and i got a call from my aunt and i like cried and my parents like what is wrong with you because i was just so distressed but, <laughs> but he technically did call you about it but he he technically true. did die so she was yeah. jk was being a bit she was like being cheeky about cheeky it she about was like, it. Yeah. but so, but i still but he, yeah, i was can. like nah. nah so i i don't believe i knew it. he was gonna come out of it all right so i Mate, just read it through and he's the boy who lived loved it yeah he got he gotta live <laughs> He gonna live. Exactly. I have an interesting relationship with Harry Potter. I did not see any of the Harry Potter films until the Deathly Hallows two part two came out. And you watched that one first, or you? No, no, I watched all of them leading up to it. And it was I went to a midnight release of it um, because I had friends who were really into Harry Mm. Potter, and I was just I I was never excited to watch it and that's not to say like talking about the quality of it but i was i was a star wars kid i was a lord of the rings kid and i was like "Mm, this kid wizard like i watch man (laughs) stuff like star wars like at at, what 15 or 16 when it came out i was like yeah cool nice one bro but i watched all the movies and i was like oh yeah they're cool and i've probably only seen all the movies maybe three times at max yeah this was my first time reading the book though Mm. as well and it was very interesting, and as we'll talk about, I, I definitely, I definitely see the appeal of mm. the book, and, and especially if you're like 10, 11, 12, 13 and reading that for the first time, I'm like, it is written in a way that like you are completely transported into a world, but it's not like Tolkien writing Lord of the Rings or um, Frank Herbert writing Dune. It's not these it's elaborate, not dense. dense things, it's, it's right? Just it's fun. so accessible, fun yeah. adventure. So yep. I was very, I'm very green to Harry Potter. Um, more so the books, but the movies, in fairness, I've only watched in the last, well, we've like 
maybe 14 years ago I watched the first Harry Potter. So mm, yep. that's crazy to think about. No, even less actually, probably almost like 10 years I watched the first Harry Potter. Well, so, you were kind of like a Harry Potter kid or you weren't. That's true. Yeah, there was no like in between, not, was not there? Not really. No. Like no. a lot of the time it's someone who's like yeah. strongly there. And because I and because I wasn't a reader growing yeah. up as well, so I feel like the disassociation from the books, I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, it's just like a movie based on a I, – yeah. I shouldn't have been so – like dismissive of the the movies because as, as a movie fan, but and I was wrong because I really like them and I'm mm. I'm one of those. I feel like it's a controversial take. Chamber of Secrets is my favorite one. I love Chamber of Secrets. I love that movie. It I is was so watching much that. Fun. Do you know what? It's so funny. Sorry, this is a bit off. No, topic, no, go, go. Please. I watched that the other day because I've been on a Harry Potter You're absolute whirlwind yeah. with Hogwarts Legacy oh God, coming yeah, out, and yeah, so I've watched all the films. And when I watched number two, I thought, I think this is does one of the best jobs yeah. of encapsulating all the whimsy and magic and fun of the world, That's but also tackling the serious topics because the movies as they get yep. on as too serious, they get darker. They lose yeah. the fun. They grow up with Harry Potter and they the, do, but like almost too much. Because okay. when you read the books, like there's still so much fun magic right. happening at Hogwarts and okay. around them. And like they have to sacrifice yeah, a lot of that right, in the film. Okay. But with the first three books, mm. I think because they're smaller, it's a bit yeah. easier to have time for that. And, yeah. like, they are younger. They are like, younger, yeah. And yeah. Then we don't get the full development of, of Voldemort and stuff initially. Yeah. So, yeah. But, no, I get, like, I think that's exactly why I love it is that there's there's a good mix of magical fantasy and darkness, but the scene when they come in on the flying car with Ron and Harry is still, I think, one of the funniest. I love that iconic. scene so much. So it is iconic. It is absolutely iconic. But that is why, I mean, we're here today. We're here to talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which obviously 1997 for the book, 2001 mm-hmm. for the film. Obviously, Georgia, big fan of it as well. So it will be interesting to see what your stance is if the book was better or the movie was better. But before we crack into the episode, we also there's probably a bit of a serious thing we've got to um, got to discuss, and that's J.K. Rowling as, as an author. And she's made comments specifically on Twitter that have been targeted at the transgender community, other um, minority communities as well that are disparaging, hurtful, and obviously causing a lot of pain for a lot of people. And the result of that has been a lot of people boycott or protest Harry Potter. They won't read the books, watch the movies, play Hogwarts legacy. And the debate back and forth has been, should we, or should we not do that? And in fairness, that's something we talked about before doing, especially for a launch episode, we were kind of like, Harry Potter and Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone is a quintessential book to film adaptation mm. that everyone associates with that sort of thing. But we also wanted to make sure that we were we made our stance known of what we think about J.K. Rowling and, and you know the disparaging comments she made about that as well. Um, who people didn't who didn't deserve it, who don't deserve to be maligned and and you know attacked verbally or physically. Um, <sighs> I guess we think, or and I'll speak for myself and I kind of know you share the same sentiments, Harry Potter and the wizarding world is now in a place in culture that has transcended just being a creation of J.K. Rowling. There are so many writers, filmmakers, artists, actors, people who work on the films, the stage shows, the books, who have created and expanded the wizarding world far beyond anything J.K. Rowling, whether she had input or not. There are so many people who have been a part of the making of this. Equally, there are so many people who have found Harry Potter and the Wizarding World to be a safe haven, a place that they can escape from reality, uh, this fun adventure that makes them feel seen, especially if someone, you know, it's the story of an outcast and the story mm-hmm. of someone who is bullied for something mm-hmm. that they had no control over. Uh, and people find solace in that. People find comfort and love in that. And I think there's a power in taking it 
back from just being JK Rowling's book. I think there's a power in you like coming together as a collective, as a community of people who have nothing but love for obviously the transgender community, but everyone, no matter what your race, sexuality Mm. uh, or gender is, there is love and a safe place within the world of Harry Potter. And I think the reason we decided to do this is because we want to facilitate that and be like, let's take this back. Let's take the power back to the people uh, who do find the comfort and the solace in that. And if you are one of the people who do want to boycott and protest, we, to- we understand, totally Absolutely. understand that is, that is your personal decision to not consume the the material that, that JK Rowling's created. But uh, you know, we are fans of the franchise. We are fans of the people who love the franchise and we obviously are fans of the people who have expanded the wizarding mm-hmm. world. So that is why we did make the decision to go ahead and do this. But if you, if that's not for you and, and we personally understand, we hope you come back, listen to other episodes because we got, we'll be doing a load of books, we will. a load of fun books. So I don't know if you want to add anything onto that or. Uh, I just, yeah, completely agree with, with all those sentiments, Nick. So it's, yeah, it's a shame everything a sh- has happened, yeah. but that's it. you know, it's um yeah. That's it. And we won't let the personal viewings of someone which are, you know, wrong personal viewings take away from a clear love for uh, something that is so mm. special to so many people yeah. uh, and so many different people around the world. So in saying that, let's crack into the meat of the show mm-hmm. by talking about what our favourite scenes from the film are. What is something when you watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone has stuck out to you as an iconic moment? Mm. I actually, um, so this isn't uh, really in the book and it's in the movie. Okay. I love when Harry and Ron get to transfiguration class late okay, and McGonagall yeah. turns from the cat yes. and then she, well, that, that is, but like when she says, you know, maybe I should turn you into a pocket watch. Like it's yeah. so sassy and it she's is very a bit more serious. It's real Maggie in, Smith. In, in <laughs> the, in the books, like she's probably doesn't yeah. have quite that sass factor. So I love that they totally. gave that to her. I, I, I get that too. Cause like in the, in the book, they are in class. She walks into the classroom, if I remember correctly. Like they're already there. But she's still, like, she's really stern and she's really serious and she's taking no crap. And I'm pretty sure there's a scene or there's a moment in the book where, oh, no, that's actually a class with Snape. This is going to be this is gonna be me throughout all Harry Potter. <laughs> it's okay. it's be like all the classes and all the teachers I'm trying to remember. But I feel like, yeah, she's more stern, but there is a lot of fun. And I think it shows that scene in the movie shows, showcases magic, right? That, like It's just like you just fun. not – going to know what you expect in any no, class totally. you walk into and I think totally. that's part of the fun and like yeah. the intrigue of it all and I just thought it was such a funny like it showed it did such a good job of showcasing the magic showcasing what the school experience is like and showcasing mm. Ron and Harry's personalities a oh, bit man. too like they're two little you know like they're smart kids but they're they're just boys they're just boys <laughs> they're, they're literally boys. <laughs> they're literally pre-pubescent yeah, boys yeah. like and that's and I think that's highlighted as well both in the book and the movie quite well yeah. in the train ride in the Hogwarts Express ride into into the school because just their back and forth of Ron Ron just doesn't have a filter he's been the little brother to all these Weasley boys for his whole life so he knows he has to be loud and boisterous Mm. just to get heard and Harry's just real timid he's just this like I don't know what the hell I'm doing here Harry is figuring stuff out as he goes along but they find like their common ground is what's really sweet and I think that bit in the book <laughs> in McGonagall's classes, yeah, 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 is a lot of fun because it's just, of course, Ron will be the type type of guy to get Harry in trouble in in regards to like getting late to class and whatnot. But it's the first time Harry has been allowed to do this. 
to be have this freedom. And he's like, of course he's going to run with it. He finds that freedom within someone. Well, he's like never Ron. really had a friend. No, that's yeah, right. That's so who. That, oh my like, god, and yeah. that's that's something uh, so hard to not talk about the differences between the book. No, and no, no, the film no, no, no. Up, play, but, we'll free flow it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's like so in the in the novel. Something that's really talked about that isn't so much touched on in the movie because in the movie you're like, does Harry go to a normal school? Like, you know, hear True. anything about his education or like, I'm like do they homeschool him and yeah. keep him locked in the cupboard? But in the book, yeah. it's like they talk about he goes to the same primary, primary school, school as or middle school. Or, no, no, it would be primary school. Cause I think it's primary school, yeah, but yeah. he goes to the same one as Dudley and yeah. because Dudley hates him so much and the kids are scared of Dudley and his little gang. Yeah. No kids no one, want to hang out with Harry. So Harry alone, is yeah. literally friendless. Yeah, yeah. It, and, um, it's heartbreaking. It is, yeah. So it's so to go to Hogwarts to have friends yeah. and to have this little adventure. Yeah. Like I think in the book you feel even sadder for him, which anyone who's ever watched yeah. the movie would be like, how is that How's possible? That? <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think because what the movie does uh and I guess this is another key difference between the book and the movie is in the book, we get introduced to the Dursleys, right? Quite heavily mm. in the first two chapters. And it's following, um, is it Fred? Vernon. Ver- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Fred's a Weasley. Yeah. Again, <laughs> apologies to everyone in the wizarding world. Um, Mr. Dursley as yeah. I'll call him Vernon. Uh, it's him going to work and seeing like the owls and stuff everywhere and not knowing like what the hell's going mm. on. So we get a strong introduction to them, but I do like how the movie kind of cuts to the point. Now, that in the book, I was actually, I found pretty funny, a fan of, but I was glad it wasn't in the mm. movie because the movie opens with such magical intrigue and that opening scene is probably tied with the Quidditch scene as my favourites. Yeah. Because the Quidditch is so it's much fun. Awesome. Oh, my God. Just I, I could imagine being a six-year-old watching that and being like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. And because I'm like, I'm a sport You go to a new well, school so. and you have magic and you become the star of, of, the, the, of the sports team where you get to fly. Right. It's incredible. <laughs> and it's and like to me, the logic of the sport, I'm like, I don't care. Like yeah. I understand the rules enough. I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing. Yeah. Something I don't understand, yeah. though, about it, is the fact that, and people do know more about Harry Potter than me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. there's probably people who know That's, this, but it seems to me like they just spend the whole game playing this game that doesn't even really matter because no. if the <laughs> seeker catches the snitch, they <laughs> well, you, you likely yeah. win. Yeah. And I know people will say not necessarily because it only gives you 100 points. True. But um, that seems uh, most, if you have a good seeker, the yeah, rest yeah. of the game's it's done. Irrelevant. Like there's no, that's exactly. It's like all these poor kids getting hit with bludgers, throwing <laughs> quaffles around and Harry's just like, got it guys. Go, go. We I'm won. Yeah. I'll bless him. You know, but it's, it's done so well in the movie, but then that opening scene, right. When uh, McGonagall comes down, Dumbledore comes down, Hagrid comes and of course Hagrid coming in on the motorcycle. It, play, it does play out a little differently in the book, but I do mm. like how Robert Zemeckis who directed the film, um, no, Chris Columbus, sorry, Chris Columbus directed the film. Um, I like that that this magical introduction really gives you an idea straight away of, oh, wow, this is like, this is a world that can happen within our real world. Um, And there's just a really fun, adventurous feeling to it all. And then obviously we get the shot of the lightning bolt on the baby's head Mm. and it's like, ah, okay, this is going to transport me somewhere. So I I love the Quidditch scene, but I also love the opening scene. Mm. But I do like the opening in the book. I'm just glad it's not in the movie. For some reason, I just don't think it would work as well. I don't think it would work in the film. What I love about it in the book, though, is Mm. so when it opens with Vernon going to work, so you find out that 
What it does is it offers such a great juxtaposition between the normalcy of the Dursleys and how mundane they are yeah. and the craziness that is, they are is the Wizarding World. boring family And, and the, the thing book. is, do you know what like I find? Because yeah. whenever you see them in the film, yeah. they're caught up in something of Harry's hijinks. Yes, oh, absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah. to be honest, I don't always think of them as, yeah, as just completely normal, normal people, because there's yeah. always something happening with Harry yeah. that drags them into this chaos. Yeah. Whereas in the book from the first get-go, Bernard Dursley's on his way to work. Yeah. He owns a drill factory and yeah. makes drills and goes to the bakery and gets an ice bun. And it's just like such this mundane. This normalcy. You know, this, uh, yeah, 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 like Aunt Petunia's gossiping over the fence. Oh and my they God. live this really mundane I, life. <laughs> did and you then, picture anyone, not necessarily maybe in your family or friends, but like I just – they got Petunia so well in the book, yeah. like uh, in the film as well. Like that is exactly who I would picture mm. looking like that, that, yeah. that gossipy neighbour who you're like, I can't tell, like I'm going to listen to you and I can't tell you to be quiet because you'll get mad at me for telling you to yeah. be quiet. So I'm just yeah. going to bear listening to you. And it's funny in yeah. the book. But you're so right. Like the the introduction to the Dursleys is so mundane, but it's it's written well. I'll give it that. Yeah. Like it, I was intrigued by it. I think, and I think that's what makes the mat- and. Potentially because you don't have the visual language or the visual style to showcase magic straight away. You need that juxtaposition, mm. right? You need that normalcy, that routine, that mundanity to be like when Hagrid flies in on a motorcycle, you're when like, McGonagall oh. turns from a cat into <laughs> to McGonagall, you're like, oh, there's magic in this world yeah. and it's real like outlandish magic. So, no, yeah. it's, I'm a big fan of that. Mm. What's your favourite moment in the book then? My favourite moment in the book? Um... That oh, uh, I like I like some of the things that weren't included in the movie. Like I do, yeah, yeah. like I kind of like. Um, I like when they go Hermione and Harry actually go to meet Ron's brother's friends and give yeah, give yeah, the yeah. baby dragon. So um, most yep. people who've seen the film would know Hagrid gets a dragon, gets, but he yeah. really shouldn't be keeping it in the books. Harry, Hermione, and Ron are really trying to get rid of this dragon, this dragon to save yeah. Hagrid because yep. Malfoy knows about it and he's yep. going to tell on them. And and Fucking there's a scene Malfoy. where they they um, link up with uh, Ron's brother's friends who are on their way to Romania where he's studying yep. dragons and they pick up pick up the the baby dragon. And I think what it does is it gives Hermione a really nice moment because. Yep. Um, like Ron and Harry, I feel like are definitely the strongest in the first they're the, movie. They're, they're the friendship, stars of the yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in even in the book, in the first half, mine he's not very close. But really, no. from there's a moment after they beat the troll, she's really much she's more involved. Much in the in the that's when the trio was really formed. Yeah. I, I know because in the especially in the first half, well before that moment in the book a lot of the cutaways to Hermione in the book are background conversations that they overhear. So she's discussing with um, which of the Weasleys is the prefect? Uh, Percy. Percy. Uh, Percy Weasley. Like uh, after the sorting hat um, scene, Ron and Harry are talking to each other about, uh, each other about what they're going to do. And then you overhear Hermione talking to Percy about, oh, I've studied this book and this book and I'm ready for this class. But yeah, you're right. When they beat the troll, that's pretty much when the trio was formed. And it, it happens a little less like that in the movie. I feel like Hermione mm. is a lot more of a presence. Even like Obviously she has the scene on Hogwarts Express where she comes in. She's like, we're looking for, mm. we're looking Devil's for. And, uh, yeah, that's mm. right. And um, so she's, apparent in the book and she we know she's there but i feel like there's more of a present from that presence of hermione from that scene in the movie mm. as opposed to the book mm. as well but then also i think 
On the other hand, from the second half of the book, she's, she's more present than so in present. the films. Yeah. So it's uh, like, you know, yeah, like, I, I yeah, don't know. I see what you mean. No, like, no, I once it. they beat that troll in the book, it's like she's in on it. In the book, they are. But the, like, it's the trio. But yeah. like in the movie, it more just sort of. There's still a Ron ha- and Harry yeah. exclusivity. Yeah. Vibe, and then she's sort say. of yeah, just yeah. there, but you feel the connection more. And I think that scene of her and Harry going to deliver the dragon is just really nice because yeah. Ron Ron's actually injured in hospital, yes, so he yes, can't go. Yeah. And it just gives them a nice little amount of time and Do it shows her as like valuing friendship and loyalty over I was gonna say roles. because to me in the book and I know that this is something that the sort of is played with early on in the movies as everyone's like oh Harry and Hermione in a romantic mm. sense I didn't get that in the book which is great mm. I got the friendship more so at yeah. that point and I liked that I think and especially because at that age you know they're young of course you know everyone's like boyfriends and girlfriends at 11 but like this felt like an authentic friendship and that I think is why a lot of people are attracted to the trio mm. in a whole because it doesn't have to be romantic until obviously hormones and puberty yeah. comes into play for these guys. <laughs> yeah. So, And yeah. I don't know how it's done in, in the later books, but I, I think I really appreciated that about about the writings. No, of, it's of really beautiful. I mean, I love the friendship in both, but the yes. book is really great. At, it, it does it, at, it, does at it well. Them. Yeah. yeah. What do you think then is something that the film adapted from the book but didn't do it as well? Mm. Is there anything in there that sort of... It's so, it's so, it's not because I actually truly believe that they did a fantastic job. I agree too. I think the things they cut would have been the things I would have cut. Yep, totally. A lot of it. Um, for me, it's, a it's great more, movie, by the way. Oh, it's a, it's it a fantastic is, it movie. Is. Yeah. And just like also how the special effects hold up. Anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. No, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for me it's more just like the fun little details that get lost is yeah. sad for me. And that's not something that they can control because they only have, yeah. you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. You can't have everything but – it's just the character building that they miss out on. So, you know, yes, we know from the film uh, Neville has a toad called yes. Trevor. Yep. In the book you find out that having a toad is actually really uncool and yeah, unfashionable yeah. It's as super, a pet. Yeah, because you, you either want an owl or a cat, right? Yeah. yeah, you can have either three, but like, yeah, or the rat, Yeah, but it's like, ever, you know, Ron sort of says how embarrassing if I had a toad <laughs> and then, Ron and then Hermione's like, oh, Neville's lost a toad and you're like, that's where you're really like, oh, Neville. Poor Neville. <laughs> Poor Neville. Really setting um, the foundation yeah. of where that character's going to go later and, on. Um, yeah, just fun little details yeah. like that, I guess, that they yeah. miss out on, but um, I also understand that you can't have everything so. I, yeah I would I would agree I feel like it's a pretty faithful adaptation and and it's interesting because I heard a quote I've heard this quote like years ago that I was like the best version of the book has been made now it's time to make the best version of the movie and that doesn't necessarily mean a one-for-one adaptation so I agree I think the movie does a great job of capturing the feeling of the book that magical mm. wonder that adventurous feeling it gets the nuances of, of especially Harry Ron and Hermione mm. right and a lot of that comes down to Daniel Radcliffe Rupert mm. Grinton and um Emma Watson mm. right like they are so cute so cute <laughs> they are so fun together they are just yeah. like you would watch if if all the Harry Potter movies were just them at 11 years old in a year of Hogwarts it would still be just it, as fun it would but i think something i something i don't think the movie did as well as well for me is make me realize how dark Snape is in the book. Yes. I get it. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. I feel like in the book, I'm like, okay, there's something really wrong with this guy. But I guess the movie really pushes you towards, um, uh, I've written his name down. Um, the, whoever ends up being oh, Tom Quirrell. Quirrell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Professor Quirrell. Right. The movie is so focused on being like, oh, this is a weird guy. Like he's, you know, 
bats. He's whispering to Snape and stuff. And he seems to be everywhere Harry's at at certain times. So there's such a strong focus because then obviously the reveal in the movie is that, oh my God, it's Voldemort, right? Mm. So, but the book did a great job of me being like, there's something else about this Snape guy that I'm I'm just not as comfortable mm. with. Like there is a darkness, there is a, a danger that is surrounding him that I think we need to be worried about. But I didn't always get that in the movie. Do you know what is so funny? Because what I was thinking rereading it again recently for this podcast mm. was that, in ways, I actually like his interpretation in the film better because to Al- me, Alan Rickman, like as the character, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. just I love because he seemed more. I took him more seriously in okay. the book. Yeah, he almost seems like a petty little bitch. <laughs> like he's just like really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in the book, he's. I mean, in the film, he's obviously doesn't like Harry. That's, no, no, that's totally. evident, and he's stern and he's totally. harsh and he and he's he does like, pick on him. But in the book, it's like. It's, Next level. Like he's like that, basically class, like nah, 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 nah. The like, first class when he's asking him all the questions, he's like, well, I was, was yeah. going to do the Alan Rickman yeah, voice. Yeah. So I can't do it. <laughs> but like when he's like just berating Harry with questions, yeah. he's like, what about this? Or what if you mix these two elements together? What what potion does that make? And Harry's there like, I don't know. And then obviously like Malfoy's sniveling in the background mm. and all his like Malfoy and his goonies and stuff. So it's apparent that like the relationship between Snape and Malfoy, there's something more there in the book yeah. as well. But, yeah, in the movie, I, I know what you mean. I guess it does take him a little uh, – sorry, the book does take him a little less seriously. Less seriously. Like he's not yeah. as distinguished. That's interesting, and, yeah. And, and I wonder – Do you think like, of that as Alan Rickman, like in how well he played that as well? Because, firstly, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah, he's oh, he did an actors. amazing job. I think he's one of those people that changed the character, like for the better right. scene. Because yeah, yeah, when yeah. – like I know JK had a lot planned out. Okay. But of the series. Like basically yeah, when yeah. she wrote the first one, she knew what was going to happen. How it was going to end. How it was yeah, going to yeah. end. Um, and this but, was obviously before the movies were coming out as yeah, well. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I think with Snape, it's like where how she ends it with him being quite an unsung, not an unsung hero. Like he's still picked on Harry and he's yeah. a kid and it's not Harry's fault what no. happened in the past. But he did a lot for Lily. And, yeah, yeah, and totally. she tried to show a side of him that was brave and loving. Mm. And, and, and so like at least with Alan Rickman's character – I see that. Yeah. I see that it's just this introverted, very smart yes. boy who didn't get yep. the girl and yep. is quite tortured and like but in the book the he's retrospect a bit more, of that, yeah, he's yeah. just a bit more um he's petty. He's snibbly. very snivelly. I mean, and petty. that's a, that's literally a word she uses yeah, to describe actually, him. So yeah, but yeah. I actually that's one thing I liked better about the movies for sure. Is that yeah, yeah. I actually liked it. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair so enough. It, yeah. Just from go. where yeah. he goes, where the character goes. I, no, I get that because yeah. I think, yeah, the trajectory and, and obviously knowing, you know, there's obviously a massive, I guess we, I don't want to spoil too much ahead for yeah. people who may have not seen Harry Potter, <laughs> but like three of people in the like, world who have I was like, just pause haven't. this now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go please, watch please, sorry. Seven, <laughs> all eight movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about Fantastic Beasts yeah. just yet. Um, but obviously what happens and how integral his character is to a certain death that happens later in the series, that's a very interesting point mm. that, okay, now you've got me reevaluating what I think. Oh, interesting. That's what this. That's the best bit about this show. Once you start yeah. breaking it down and get other people's <laughs> yeah. look uh, views on something, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I was wrong, but maybe I'm not wrong. Who knows? Um, what's some What's some key moments comparatively from the book and the and the movie itself mm. that you found uh, either change like changed for the better? Mm. You thought was a really faithful adaptation or something you really enjoyed? My my first one is. I I love the scene when Hagrid comes to pick up Harry when they're on the mm. when they're in on the like the stone house in the middle of the ocean because all they're uh, 
uh, Dursleys are trying to stay away from all the little envelopes <laughs> that are getting sent to them, yeah. which is hilarious in the book. It's funny in the like the visual style of it in the movie is great, but just how the joke keeps going in the book, like it is a genuine like four to five pages of envelopes getting dropped in random locations. It's really funny, and it's he doesn't so go funny. straight to the lighthouse in no, the book. No, like they do Vernon whole... is like doing a cross country tour that... just trying to get away <laughs> from these letters. <laughs> and I think I think the book and, and the changing address at the each change, place. That's so it's so funny. funny. Like if they if just say this isn't an example, but if they were staying in a tent in a forest, it would be like yeah. two Mister Potter in the, in the sleeping bag in the, in the tent, tent in, in the this forest. forest. Like it's hilarious. It is so. Yeah. And I think the, I think the movie did a good job of condensing that and making it still feel magical. But yeah. I think the book does that so well. Mm. But then Hagrid coming to pick up Harry, mm. I love in the movie. I just think mm. it is hilarious. It is um, when he zaps <laughs> Dudley on the bottom yeah. and starts. I love in the book though where he goes, I was trying to turn him into a pig, but he was yeah, so, so much, much like a pig, pig already, already that the only thing missing so was the tail. <laughs> That's my favourite part is that Hagrid is a savage in the book. I was losing it. I was laughing so much at the stuff he was saying to this 11-year-old Also, boy. he's a drunk. He's drunk. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's burping he's, he's and slurring everywhere. He was so, like, I, I just thought, I think the movie does it really well and it's a lot of fun. But god damn the book I was I was mm. genuinely laughing out loud at some of the stuff Hagrid was saying. Hagrid is a sassy little boy oh, in the book. So funny. He is great. And some things like speaking about that scene, you've just sparked me. So <laughs> I think something that the movie does well is I quite like that he takes Harry from there because yeah. in the book he 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 stays there yes, at the White House. Yeah, then yeah. they get up in the morning. They're morning. like, we'll be off. <laughs> then they go to London, buy the supplies. And then Harry yeah. has to go back and back stay with the Dursleys because term doesn't actually start till 1st of September and yeah. Harry's birthday is the 31st. Yeah. That would have ruined. It wouldn't have been great. It just wouldn't the it would have ruined the, the flow. Like I loved that the movie just sent him on his I way because he didn't need to go back to the you, Dursleys. You said it earlier. You're so right. They condensed the right parts. Yeah. They, they really – the movie has such a good flow to it. Mm. Um, I do like Harry's slight attitude attitude change when he comes back from London. It's, it is – He's like, kind of like – uh, great. I wouldn't cut it from the book. Totally. But, um, yeah. he's, he's just very much now like, uh, well, 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 Dursleys, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know any spells, but, like, yeah. try me. Yeah. Watch what happens. I'll yeah. give you another tale, Dursley. And how they drop him at the train station and laugh because there's no platform nine and three quarters and just leave him just at the train just station. Just the train. They're like, don't know where you're going. Bye, right, Harry. Have man. fun at your magic school. And um, it, I, That's another great part that the book does really well. in the, And the book does it so well in making Mrs. Uh, Weasley so lovely. Aww, she's, she's a goddamn sweetheart I in know, the movie and the book. But yeah, but, like, she could have, like, she, she's in the book a bit more. She's, she's already book, got yeah. that motherly. Yeah. Sort of thing. So she's, Harry, really. she's absolutely sweet. And then obviously we meet young Ginny as well. So knowing where yeah. that goes and you're like, yeah, oh, okay. laying their foundations there. Um, so Something like there's actually a lot that happens in that lighthouse scene. So something yes, in the movie yeah. that I love that they did, which wasn't in the book, yeah, yeah. was Harry drawing the birthday cake. Yeah. And wishing mate. himself a happy Heart birthday. breaking. <laughs> Oh, because so in the God. book he really just counts down. He does, and then yeah, Hagrid yeah. bursts in ha- yeah. right at on the midnight Harry's honors, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, drawing the cake was such a great visual yes. element to add. Yeah, and I also like that in the movie they didn't. So in the book, it's brought up quite early that Hagrid was expelled from Hogwarts Witchcraft. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. <laughs> but um, I think. In the movie, it would have been too much. Like, there's already yeah. so much going on, and that yeah. it, it, it was fine to leave it for the second one. Totally. Like people, I think kids especially were too young to question. Like, oh well, why isn't 
Hagrid was like he was just he was yeah just no on exactly. school grounds and on school, he worked yeah, there. He just, you know, he just stayed. He, he just didn't hung need around. that backstory yet. And then when so, it's time in the second one, yes, yeah, so we find out a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And that relationship between the trio and Hagrid builds, which yeah. obviously is such an integral part to the yeah. to the rest of the series. But no, I agree. I, and I enjoyed. I think I enjoy knowing. I think I enjoyed knowing off the bat really that Hagrid was just a bit of a loose unit for yeah. like that, like a better <laughs> word. Like he's just he gets an instruction from Dumbledore. He's like, go retrieve Harry Potter, and he's like. I'm going to do it the Hagrid way. Yeah. And it's it's just so insane. He's a, and Robbie Coltrane was so fantastic oh, as that character. And obviously, awesome. so sad we lost him um, yeah. earlier this year. But like, he, I mean, he is fantastic as Hagrid. Do you have any other scenes or any uh, things you want to discuss about Harry Potter before we, uh, before we head to the final big question? I, um, I do. I yeah, have yeah. two quick things. Yeah, so, please. Uh, one is something from, the book and one and something from the movie. Okay. So, uh, so from the book, I do also like. So, it's kind of an iconic scene in the movie where Harry meets Draco waiting to go in, but yeah, that's yeah, different. Totally. In it's the very book. different. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know he's meeting Draco when he mm-hmm. first meets him. He's just meeting this blonde, pale boy when he's going to buy his robes. Yeah. And what it does well is it introduces you to the elitism that exists in the uh, Wizarding world, which I yeah, think good call. the book, like the first film doesn't really cover. It's more in the second one when yep. Hermione gets called a mudblood. Yes. And um, yeah. maybe that's over kids' heads, but, like, as an adult reading totally. it, I think it really set up nicely the attitudes that yep. exist in this yep. world. The, and, and just showing, yeah. like, the, almost setting up the hierarchy, like yep. the societal hierarchy yep. that is already at Hogwarts. Yeah. It's, it's an establishment. And I, and I will mm. actually, I know not a lot of people give praise to the Fantastic Beast movie, but I will give praise to the Fantastic Beast movie for elaborating on that more. Mm. We get that, especially in arguably the worst one of the three crimes of Grindelwald mm-hmm. we that scene at the end with Johnny Depp and he's doing the speech basically about like we have been maligned and just disregarded mm-hmm. for so long so like I, I appreciate that you know that they've expanded on that mm-hmm. but you're right the book does that so well and it's mm-hmm. but it's between two boys yeah well, you know what I mean like it's so but, it's, and it also shows like how much Draco's parents have right. put their views on him and like yes. he didn't really even stand a chance no god no it's, a, it's such a generational up. thing yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it's it's an intro yeah I never thought I'd be finding like the political commentary in a Harry Potter yeah, book but no, it's, no, it's, no, it's so it's yeah. so there and it's so prevalent but it that's what makes Harry Potter such a likable protagonist and a likable underdog not just the fact that he's come from such a heartbreaking childhood yeah. of not just losing his parents but being brought up by absolute mm. deadbeats of like mm. an auntie and uncle but he's already looked down upon even though 90 percent of the people he encounters in the book are like it's harry potter yeah like you are like you are and he doesn't understand why mm. but then there's still that 10 percent who are like so what like i could be the cho-. like malfoy's yeah. pretty much like i can be the chosen one it doesn't matter like yeah because of just how his parents have just that line of generations. Well, it also just of, shows you human, right? Like in our in Muggle society, right? there's yeah, people yeah, yeah. who think they're elite and in Wizarding World. And it's, I love how in the books, Hermione's like, "Oh, I've actually read about you, Harry Potter. You're in uh, modern history right. of magic. Like that's not in she the film, but the that's two cute." Like really, Harry, yeah, Harry's yeah. like, "I'm in books." She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I'd read it if I was you. You're in it." Um, I also love in the book at, at, the, at the sorting ceremony how yes. um, the hat sings that song, and it's like an right. introductory song, and it goes through what the houses stand for which I don't think is super clear in it's, the film as much. What no, they totally. Represent. Because I feel, I feel like in the movie we it's get. Like Slytherin's evil. It's like, it, it's ambitious. It's ambitious. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, totally. It's like you're not really. I'm, I don't know if I would have taken that seriously in the movie if the mm. hat started singing. Because he's a bit grumpy. So it would have been He's a real weird. grumpy guy and he's <laughs> just singing this song about, you know, Gryffindors yeah. for the people who are very, 
like brave, brave yeah. and very, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and, and like, I think the way it was written, I like, I couldn't help myself but have a little giggle yeah. about it. Cause I was like, okay, this is a, it's corny, but you're right. It does Maybe set not the up song, that, but even just saying like an explanation yes, of the totally. values of the houses. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, not just a Gryffindor is brave, Slytherin is evil. And also there's Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like, like it yeah, was yeah. really just, um, yeah. and the poor Hufflepuffs are slammed in um, the books. They're they like, are who would want to be in Hufflepuff? It, they're even slammed yeah. in a sense of like when, I think it is the first girl who goes to Hufflepuff and it's just like, and they congratulated her and welcomed her in. And then Harry Potter's in Gryffindor and it's like, everyone's giving like- him a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so the true. best thing that's ever happened. Uh, so yeah, poor Hufflepuff. Sam. Um, and then my, my one iconic line uh, from the movie <laughs> that is just, gold that they put in was when Hermione's like, I'm going to bed before you do anything that gets us, um, you know, in, in, in trouble or, no, you know, or no, that gets us killed or oh, even yeah, worse, yeah. expelled. And yeah, then Ron, Ron goes, she needs to sort out her priorities. That was <laughs> gold. Like I loved that. I thought it was it's such so a good showing funny. of Hermione and Ron's dynamic. Oh, and yeah. It was yeah. The opposites attract mentality. Yeah, but I, I think as part of that as well, it's similar to like Alan Rickman with Snape, right? It's, mm. Those three kids are brilliant. Like yeah. they are, and and whether it is they were right for the role or the role formed around them mm. over the you know the however many twelve mm. years almost that these movies mm. came out, it, it, you know that can be an, another argument for another day. But they ultimately are Ron, Harry, and mm. Hermione. Like yeah. you know Daniel, Rupert, especially and, in and the Emma first are. few for me. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, Rupert Grint is a funny guy. He like is. He is yeah. His comedic timing as Ron is brilliant. Yeah, I think um, I think he was, uh, they did him injustice in the later ones because he really just came across yeah. as a really jealous, sappy git. It was and jealous he, and, and like dumb, but he's not dumb. Like no, you said, he's, he's not, not dumb. dumb. He's actually very useful he's to super, Harry in yeah, the books and totally. he's a very good mate. And like he has moments of that, but I think that's what I'm saying about like how the movies get really dark and it yep. loses that warmth they need they need through the it's like they purposely were trying to be like oh we need we're really conflict, serious right? and yeah um, we need conflict within the trio right now so yeah. in the classic like hero's journey they break mm. apart but come back together but so to show the um the problems and the and the story i guess yeah. that means that you lose the moments where maybe nothing significant happens from a plot perspective yeah. but significant character building and relationship building yeah. gets lost yeah um but yeah that's a story for another day yeah like, no totally <laughs> no no but you're right the, yeah. the foundations are oh, set yeah. set in the book the same but yeah. it just how it diverts and and as yeah as but I, I totally release, agree yeah. those three kids were the dream cast for so those characters good. so good yeah. so well written all right well the age-old question the re- the whole reason we're here for this show georgia moat I just feel like it's going to be the same every week. I think the book was better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that yeah. person in the room where I was like, you have to read the book. It was <laughs> so much better. I Look, I'm, I'm not going to disagree, to be honest, mm. because I- But just. But like, just. I think the film was amazing. I, I love the movie and I would definitely- I'm not going to say that about all the adaptions, but this yeah, one- Yeah, it'd be I, interesting yeah. As, as time goes yeah. on and we do more of them. But it's kind of one of those things where I'm like- I do love the movie. The movie is what I saw first. And when I was reading the book, I was visualizing a lot of the film, but I did have a really good time reading this book. And I like how it expanded on the world. Uh, I I like that it's still encased and had this magical feeling in the written word. Mm. And you're right, those juxtapositions early on with the Dursleys and how boring they are Mm. really enhances that sort of stuff. 
Um, I think there are, this is going to be such, it's like such an on the fence answer. There are bits of the book that are a lot better than the film. Uh, that elaborate on characters that we don't get to see as much mm. who are big players later Yeah, like on. Hermione even solving the potions problem right, to get exactly. to Quirrell at the end. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of things that they can't fit stuff. in. Yeah. But I feel like that would have been weak as a movie scene, so I understand. See, so, yet again, the, the parts they cut it's done really are well. Yeah. So I'm going to say the movie is better, but I'm the same. It's adjust. <laughs> like the look on my face. Yeah, it's like, um, like uh, was it though? Uh, and this has been a great one-episode yeah. project. Like, We've I had a lot of fun. I will not be coming back. <laughs> But it's literally for me, it's just as well because I I find I would probably go in and this and it's probably just our biases to wanting to read and wanting to watch movies. Yeah. We both love both formats, but I would find that I would go back and rewatch the movie more because I think it is in a succinct way a great retelling of the story. It, it captures. And if it. I it want more of that Harry Potter goodness, I will go back and, and read the book because it expands on the world. But this, I will read the book with the movie playing in the background. That's wow. I, yeah, I don't have the <laughs> and the audio book in my ears. <laughs> Just, like, every just sense. a sensory overload like, of, of Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry? how do we 40x <laughs> Harry Potter? How do we get just Daniel Radcliffe in the room? Just as you I'm just like, nuzzle, stop. nuzzle, nuzzle into like, Daniel as you're, as you're that reading That would be it. Kyle's worst nightmare, my boyfriend. <laughs> he's like, he knows he's he the knows. only competition One, he's really Once Daniel's got. in the room, yeah. it's like, sorry, all bets are off. Um, I, I, But I genuinely think this, and it may be in other episodes of the show, but this is a tough one to start with because the movie and the book are fantastic. They are really, really yeah. good. And I think this is a fun one to start on. So if we started on a shit one, that would have been yeah. So, oh, yeah. It would have been like, We're oh, like, oh, oh, no country for old men. Um. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, that may come yeah. up later. In, we'll but see. We might do that for a winter month when everyone's yeah. sad and under their blankets and, <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. But, look, it's a, there's, it's a tie. The book and the movie are fantastic. Both but loved both, yeah. But we loved both. And obviously we want to hear what you guys think mm. as well. Uh, on YouTube, leave in the comment, do you think the book or the movie is better? Uh, and we'll put a poll on Spotify. I don't know if, you, know, you can do polls. Well, you're a digital creator. You, know, okay. you can use polls on Spotify. You know more about this than I do. <laughs> no. I've no. just invented it. No, you're I've, the I've, podcast guy, don't you worry. I've discovered on Spotify you can do polls. So, oh, great. Um, Jump on. Do the poll. That's do the poll. Do how interactive. Movie, do you think the movie or the book is better? We live in the future. We live in the, none of this, none of this muggle shit. We live in the future. Yeah. That is my wand right there recording <laughs> us right now. So, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed. Thank you for. Yeah, no, thanks for having coming me. Through. No, and obviously this is going to be the start of something real fun. Yeah. Reading lots of books, watching lots I, of I movies. I wish we could tell you guys what we were doing next to leave I know, you we got taster, a, but we've actually got a. We've got to figure that out. A lot of books. There's a lot. A lot we've of got movies. a big list, a big list coming through. So if but, you want to, if you want to hear anything though, true. let yes. us know, drop it in the comments. Absolutely. Let us know what you'd like to cover. Yep. Or what you'd like us to cover. Mm. Um, and obviously Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google again, you can subscribe, follow, download the episodes. That really helps us. And then on YouTube, obviously, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, all, all of that jazz. Uh, and I think that's all. That's it. I think that's, that's we can wrap up wrap, on that. It's a wrap. The book was better. About to board the... We've just been left on the platform. On the way home. And we're getting to nine, nine and three quarters on the way home. But thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you.